I'm excited to announce that roughly after four weeks, my new revamped website is up and running, philcitytech.com. You can check it out. Now, more importantly for you, I want to share, uh, you know, the last step in the process, the macro overview of how to design a website, whether from scratch or if you're doing a revamp like I did. And by the way, if you've missed the earlier steps as this is step four, you can check those out. I've linked to in the description to the entire playlist of all the steps. But just to summarize, step one is about outlining the entire website. In a Word document, you take all your thoughts and you literally, you know, design it. What's the text? You know, what are the different pages? Things like that, the structure of it all. In step two, it's translating that into the website in just a very rudimentary draft form. So you can kind of start to see, you know, what's what goes where and, you know, where there's too much text, too little text, yada, 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 right? Just very cursory basic. Step three is starting to finesse that to get it to have the visual flair that you're looking for, right? And step four is really the cleanup and getting it over the finish line. Now, the kind of paradoxical aspect of it is that this step might actually be the longest. So even though from a technical standpoint, it might be the least amount of work because you're at that point where uh, it's like, you know, now it's all the hard stuff that the final get it over that finish line. Uh, you know, it's like when you're a runner, that last stretch of it, like you just hit this wall and it becomes so much harder. And that's what this is. It's really going through the minutia of everything and testing out all the hyperlinks, right? Making sure that it's, it's all working the way that it's supposed to, you know, any contact forms are actually, you know, emailing the way they're supposed to, right? That you're receiving the actual emails. Um, if you have uh, an e-commerce side to it, that that's all properly going where you're actually receiving the money and, and the people are, you know, gonna get the order, all that stuff, right? So it's it's just it's just clean up and checking everything. And uh, the thing of it is, you know, you can work with a developer or you can, you know, work on this by yourself. It all depends on your comfort level and uh, you know your your knowledge. But regardless, even if you work with a developer, I would say for this last part especially, you really want to essentially check their work. Like if you tell them like, hey, you know, anytime you see a buy now button, let's say you have that, that it goes to, you know, this and that it opens up a new tab if it's taking people away from the, the website, right? Like just a very simple thing that you would have. Um, what you would want to do is make sure that that is the case. Like even if you tell them that thing, you want to double check that work. And this all applies regardless of what website you're working on. Wix, Squarespace, WordPress. WordPress happens to be what I'm very familiar with and have been utilizing. But again, this methodology applies to everything. And there's tons of fantastic tutorials out there about each of these platforms. But what I found is that there's not that macro view of it all. Um, and so that's what kind of this whole series has been about. Now, I just want to sort of highlight the challenges that I uh, ran up against as far as, you know, getting my website over the finish line, just to highlight, you know, various things and, you know, perhaps inspire you of how to overcome them if you face the same ones or similar ones, right? Now, let me also kind of say my website overall, because I have 
this knowledge of how to, how to build websites, right? And I've done it multiple times. Mine's a little bit more involved, right? I wanted to showcase all kinds of things um, with my website, you know, my, my films, my books, um, these lessons that I put out, of course, uh, the ways people can work with me. Uh, I even like last minute added an altruism tab that highlights the various causes that are near and dear to me. You know, my bio, of course, ways to get in touch with me and, and, and resources that, you know, I, I stand by that have tremendously helped me, right? So it's a lot more than I think is needed for most artists. In fact, especially if you're starting off, I would just keep it very, very simple of like, you know, here's who I am and what I do and here's how you contact me, right? Like if you just had those three things, boom, you're, you're solid, right? But all the same, I just wanted to kind of highlight these things. So number one, the contact form. Um, the, these can actually get a little bit tricky, um, believe it or not. I mean, there's plenty of uh, plugins and software that, that account for this, but each is a little bit nuanced. So you wanna make sure you go through the various tutorials and make sure it's up and running in the way that you need it to. So for me, um, you know, there was like WP Forms that was very popular, but I decided to go with uh, uh, this plugin called Ninja Forms. And it's just a little bit more conducive to what I would like it to do and incorporates various many things. So, um, you know, surprisingly, the, the contact form can actually trip up some people. Um, especially if you're trying to, like for me, the, the big thing of it was you know, the services that I offered, right? So it wasn't just a simple, you know, name and email and comment type of thing. It was also if people wanted to hire me for the various services. So that's why it was a little bit more involved. Um, but all the same, if you just apply the basics, once you learn and pick one, you can get through. Uh, number two. So for me, and this has been a big hurdle for a number of years, uh, it's very easy to embed a single YouTube video. Uh, not so easy to embed uh, a YouTube playlist, okay? And, you know, yeah, it kind of gives you, you like take an embed code, but it, it still comes up as a single video that then, you know, people can essentially play on autoplay in that way, but it's not the same, right? Like you want each of those individual videos, but without having to populate it, you know, so forth. Now, the good part is, um, plugins like this actually exist. And I found one that like really works well, but the amazing part is like this, this plugin would have been so great for me, like just so many years ago, but a lot of things just take time to develop. And I'm glad and very appreciative that such a thing exists. Um, and a lot of times, you know, sometimes the thing that you specifically need may not be there quite yet, but um, regardless, it's, it's all about just kind of figuring out the best solution and literally just Googling all these questions. You know, how do I embed a YouTube playlist into, uh, into a WordPress website, right? And oftentimes, you know, the answers that I was getting for many, many years was just a single sort of video embed type of thing. Um, but now there's answers in. And so if you're not quite getting the answer that you need, keep digging, keep searching, keep revising that, 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 you know, prompt into Google um, until you get the answer that you're looking for. Now, it, it may, as I said, it may not exist quite yet, um, at which point, okay, you might have to be like, well, it is what it is, but, you know, don't give up so easily. Keep like refining how you word it to try to get to that answer. Um, another big thing um, for me 
and I think as all of us should really have is a responsive website. So what a responsive website means is that it looks good on any device. So, you know, uh, on, a, on a computer, on a tablet, as well as mobile. And this can, you know, a lot of these platforms take that into account already, but still sometimes, you know, um, things get funky. And so the big thing of this step, especially, you wanna be testing out your website on all these platforms, you know? Once you update the change, you know, what does it look like on mobile? What does it look like on a website? Um, and by the way, the way it looks on a 13 inch screen, you know, MacBook Air or whatever, versus your home desktop could be a little bit different. So all these things you wanna kind of take into account and, and be looking at it just to, you know, triple, quadruple check that it looks pristine as it does. So keep that into account. Uh, next up, you know, for me, there's, as you design the website, you know, you kind of might create stuff that looks good on a certain web page. And then, you know, as you're kind of working on another web page, it looks good here, blah, blah, blah. And then when you kind of take that step back, as in this particular portion of it, you start to see inconsistencies. And, and, you know, that's not good, right? You want your website to be overall streamlined. And so in this step in particular, you gotta ask yourself, okay, what are the things that, you know, I can kind of make sense? And, and sometimes it's good to have something look different, right? If you wanna draw attention to it. But overall, you wanna ask yourself, you know, um, what needs to be changed? What needs to be taken out completely? So that way there's a flow to it. And, you know, people at the end of the day know that, yeah, that, that your website is clear and concise and, and there's a flow to it, right? They're, they're, it's not jarring. You don't want a jarring experience with your website. Now, the next step is, uh, this might be a little bit involved and it might not be you. Um, and, and it's really this part of it, like if you do use a developer, it might be a little bit hard to check in this way, but you wanna make sure that you're optimizing the web page, so that way it's as fast as it can be, right? And so it's getting rid of stuff that is superfluous to it. That so anytime like you have elements, uh, it just bogs it down. So in the case of you know WordPress, um, you know in terms of what I'm utilizing, so I have this thing called Elementor, which is a free thing. There's a paid version of it too, but but it, there's also a free, very powerful version. And there's these things called containers versus sections. And sections take up more time because they allow you more control. You can have uh, multiple columns and things like that. But if you just need something like basic text and uh, you know on the page, then that would be a container, right? And so you start to learn these things and you just kind of want to clean it up as much as you can or ask your developer to make sure it's as optimized. Now, uh, you know, we're talking milliseconds, you know, most times, but especially if you have a long web page with a lot of photos and things like that, it can add up, right? And, you know, speaking of images in particular, you know, what I would say, you wanna make sure that you have some sort of backend, uh, usually a plugin that is able to compress images. Uh, so that way, because a lot of times the images that people end up seeing on our website are the small versions. Now they usually can click it and a light box comes up a light box is this thing that makes the picture bigger and you know see it that way right so 
the thing of it there would be that on, on the web page itself, it gets loaded as the small image much faster load time as opposed to like a three megabyte file. But when they click it, that's when it loads the larger image, right? So again, these are things that save time to load the web page and make the user experience that much better. So they're not frustrated as to why this page is loading, you know, slowly and, you know, being like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be a part of this, right? Uh, the big thing for me was also integrating my newsletter, philsvitek.substack.com into this. Um, you know, I really want to lean into this more. And so it was about taking that and embedding it in a good way, right? And part of that is making sure it had a uniform look with, you know, the rest of the website, right? Um, because by default, the way it looks, you know, it's kind of like orangey or you can go with the green vibe, stuff like that. Whereas my website is, you know, black, white, gray. And so I wanted to kind of have that and properly incorporated. And, you know, you, here you're just kind of going through. And as I said, in step three, you might have just thrown in the embed code there. But the way like on my website, for instance, you know, I already say like, you know, stay stay looped in on the creative journey. Um, and then I have a description and stuff like that. And so if I just embedded um, the default code and the default settings of what Substack provided me, it would have been redundant. Now you would have like my write-up of it that I wanted it to say, as well as the defaults of Substack. And so within Substack, I had to alter the options to just select, hey, I just literally just want this box for people to subscribe because I already have the rest, right? And you can do that, but it, it takes time and, and you gotta just make sure of all that stuff. So, um, now I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, but I added a page for altruism. You know, for me, I take a holistic view. I call myself a 360 creative coach. And, you know, I really love the website, but the thing of it was, it just felt like something was missing. You know, I'm part of the Financially Fit Foundation which is a nonprofit that educates people on finances and really gaining control of their financial life, right? And I didn't fit, find an organic way to kind of write about that in every, anything else. So it felt missing. It felt like a, a chunk of me was missing. But not only that, it's not just about the Financially Fit Foundation. It's also about the other causes near and dear to my heart. You know, I always talk about um, artists. We can't divorce ourselves of the world. We have to be a part of it. And... You know, I know I'm ranting about this, but it does really feel special for me. And, and it was like literally the last addition to it. I was like, I need to add this page um, to it because it's me, right? It, it felt like that. And the funny part is in my haste, uh, you know, I created it. And, you know, uh, one of the things that once you start getting these things consistent, you can copy and paste elements generally from a previous page, you know, like, you're essentially building templates, right? And so I had taken everything from the various other pages that I built and created this altruism page. So it was very quick. Now, the thing of it was, it was still lo looking weird for some reason, not, 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 not in a terrible way, but just um, it had padding on the bottom, you know, between the bottom of the page and the footer, as well as the header. And no, very small and no one would have complained. It was just driving me nuts. And so this is again, uh, going back to kind of just making, making sure everything is consistent throughout. Right. And it ended up being a very small thing where 
the uh, the web page uh, layout was just different than everything else, right? I, and so as soon as I changed that to be consistent with everything else, boom, problem solved, and we're off to the races. Um, but that's a big thing, right? You know, even for me, a thing that I really like made sure was that uh, all the colors were consistent as far as you know, if there was if there was sections that needed to be white you know, and I had a white background, I made sure that it was the same white throughout. If I needed like light gray, I made sure that was throughout. Even if it was like just slightly different, you know, I just really wanted everything to be as consistent as possible. So, you know, that took up a lot of time to make sure that that was 100% like, boom, good to go. And also what they call gaps and uh, so, or padding rather. And Padding essentially means, you know, how much distance is there between the, the content and, you know, what's what's next to it, right? Above it, to the left of it, to the right of it, and so forth. And, you know, a big part of this was making sure that I had that consistent from start to finish. So that took a big chunk of the time, uh, you know, and, and this is the part where, like, you just put on music or you put on, like, a background TV show because it's sort of mindless work, but you have to kind of do it. And the thing for me, you know, I, I, I went back, right, when we talk about mobile um, devices and having it be good anywhere, what I was finding was that on a, on a website, it looked great, but then on mobile, it's not that it didn't look bad, but the, but the words kept going all the way to the edge. You know, is it the worst thing in the world? No, not necessarily, but it did make it harder to read, right? And so that irked me because I want people to have the easiest experience. And so by changing the padding to be, you know, 10 and 10, um, you know, on the left and the right, it gave a small enough space on both sides where it allowed people to read it so much easier, right? And so I made sure that that was consistent throughout the entire website. And as I said, mine's a little bit more involved. It's technically 15 pages worth of, um, you know, stuff. For you, as I said, I mean, you can even have just a simple language page of, you know, here's who you are, um, you know, a sizzle reel, a quick bio and a contact and that's it, right? And, or you can split up into pages if you want. Um, again, much more simplified than what I certainly went for. Uh, the big thing too, you know, talking about uh, images and stuff like that is overall, you wanna have those things templated, right? So. On each of my web pages, I had the header or the hero image the same, right? As, as far as dimensions. So um, I had that. I had various photos of people that I utilize and highlight um, or pictures to showcase of, you know, my past that, that are featured in my, my bio page. So all these things you want to look at, the various types of images that you're gonna be using and you wanna make sure that it is consistent throughout, right? So whether you use like Photoshop, Canva or Pixlr, any photo imaging software, I would recommend putting it through there so that way you have the same dimensions for all of this and it makes it so much easier. And this is the part where you really wanna finalize uh, all your actual assets. And you know, I talk, talked about with like step three for me, um, part of it was, you know, in the earlier steps, I just had placeholders for a lot of this stuff. 
and part of step three into step four for me was making sure that I compiled all the final assets that I was going to utilize in all these steps, right? So, um, so that's another big one. And, you know, uh, as I said, sometimes you're just making adjustments on the fly. So um, speaking of like images, there was sections uh, on the website and there still are where I highlight people I work with, right? In various capacities, you know, on my films, uh, people I collaborate with on their projects and stuff like that. And there was a template I had made on my films page that highlights uh, the directors that are my inspiration. But the thing of it is there's only six directors highlighted and it looks good for that. Whereas for my creative partners, there was a lot more that I was featuring and utilizing that template, it just became too bulky, right? It could have worked, but it, was, it, it, it didn't please me visually. So I switched it up and made it more compact and things like that. And so it's a different design, right? So this is that a step in that whole process where you're really assessing and, and kind of being like, okay, here was the initial idea. It's not working the way as intended. What ways can I alter it? And as and be still consistent throughout. So even though to me, like it works, right? So if you go into my filmography page, you'll see uh, the, the the filmmakers that have inspired me, and that feels separate and and needs to be unique versus the other stuff. Um, you know, is showcasing something different. So it's okay to have that distinction, at least in my eyes. So. Again, these are all the various choices that you're having to sort of make in this step and just getting it over that finish line uh, overall. Now, the, the big kind of hurdle, uh, especially if you're doing a revamp, you want to make sure for this last step, especially that, you know, if you're building, most likely you would be building on a staging, uh, staging environment, right? Meaning it's not the live website. That way the live website is still up and running and nothing is broken with it and you can test out and you know go funky with this new version right and just try things out and if they work they work if they fail it's okay because you can fix it and it's you know it doesn't affect the live version when you're ready you know this is where especially uh you would perhaps you would want a developer if you're not skilled in this way to make sure that you know nothing is broken so you would essentially need to copy that staging environment into the live uh, website and if you, the, the, the thing of it is you don't want to break any links that you had in the past um, because that messes with your SEO. And then, you know, as far as Google, right? Like if they were searching and you've gotten a lot of hits based on something, all of a sudden, if that link is broken, that's not good for you. So this last part really is the most technical. Now, if you're building a website completely from scratch, that's fine. You don't have to worry about that as much. You know, you just kind of hit the go live button. Um, on your hosting platform essentially and, and that's it um but the good news is there's for all of this stuff right as you bump your head um you know fiverr upwork are all great freelance uh resources for you as i said for me google and especially youtube videos like you know for this you know small specific stuff um is a great great resource um if you are utilizing wordpress i'm gonna link to um a full tutorial that really helped me in my process. I mean, I'll be honest, I literally only watched like 30 minutes of it because it gave me, you know, based on what I already know, it gave me enough where I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what I need to do with this. 
um, but you're welcome to watch. I mean, it's a four-hour tutorial, so very, very detailed. Now, if you are using WordPress and need a little bit more help, there is Codable.io. Um, this is for WordPress specifically, and they are vetted developers. Now, because of that, the cost is a little bit higher, but I will say the benefit of that is you can post you know, what you're looking for, and then everybody bids on it, right? And the cost that it ends up being is, you know, it's not like one person gives you one bid and another person gives you a lower bid and so forth. It actually averages out what most people would want to bid for that. And then you just get to select, you know, even if it's like the one that like initially had the highest bid, um, you can hire them because it averages out the bid and, you know, so you're paying them for that. Um, so yeah, there's multiple ways of, of getting over the finish line. But as I said, just keep, you know, keep it simple if you're just starting off. Um, you, know, you don't need to go for the grand vision. You can build towards that as you get more comfortable. Just If nothing else, uh, this whole thing has been about empowering you to just, just go out and create a website. I think all artists do need a website. And simple is fine. You know, totally, totally. So I hope everything that I've spoken about in these four episodes has resonated and more importantly has helped uh, as always if you have any questions or thoughts of your own please comment down below or hit me up on social media at bill Svitek. as i said you know this is not like a step-by-step -step guide of how to you know do the website because there's plenty of tutorials on that i just wanted to give you the macro because i often find that is overlooked so um get to it and i hope this helps